And I was kind of blown away by that because I was thinking, man, that's, that's truly, if we can have that joy, it's going to be shown. So getting into this, the, the Greek word for joy that Rachel and I found as we were studying this. Also, on a side note, when Rachel comes back, we tell her, like, man, it was awesome. Corey, like, revival. Everyone got saved. So, you know, after she speaks, everyone's like, amazing. And they're like, oh, good job, Corey. <laughs> Particularly Janet. Janet's like, man, your wife. And you, and so, <laughs> but, so joy, this Greek word that we came up with, joy, and I've been thinking and marinating on this for quite some time, the word is chara or kara, I don't know, but it means the awareness of God's grace. It's grace recognized in that situation. And so the first example of this word being used in Matthew was chapter 2. And it's when the wise men saw the, stor- the star come up in the sky, and they first saw it, and they were just like, you know, you know, we know the story, right? They were blown away by the star. They knew that grace had come into this world. They knew something special was happening. That joy they felt was that bubbling over of grace. Other places we see this in Matthew are in his parables. If it's a lost coin or a lost sheep or a lost son, all that was being found and that joy that is found is expressed in that moment. Another place it was found in Matthew 28 is when the two Marys go down to the tomb and they go in and they were, the tomb's empty and they're, they like, you know, hightail it out of there and the, again, they, again they realize the the grace in the situation, like, you know, we, they recognized that he was risen and there, there was a joy from that. I think um, seeing this this week gives me, gave me time to really kind of recognize grace in my life in areas, if it's in my marriage or if it's in my relationship with my children or my parents or at work, you know, that, that recognizing grace is where we need to find that joy, you know. And I think, like I said, I, I struggle with joy. If you, if you know me pretty well, you know I'm a, I can be a little melancholy at times, and it gets a little gruff and probably mean. And um, I think that I, I've had to work at being graceful, being joyful, and I think that's been a product of recognizing grace. And I, man, I tell you, when I first, when I found that definition of that word, I was like, holy moly, like that just totally nailed how I feel. Like that, that definition of that recognizing grace, it was just, it was, it, it was powerful to me. We know that um, great, uh, joy 
is a byproduct of walking with the Spirit. We know that it's a fruit of the Spirit, and we know that that fruit means it's a byproduct. So if we're walking with the Spirit, we have joy, we have patience, we have love. And that joy is really what I wanted to talk about, just because when you spend time with people that have no joy and they kind of have everything else, it's very evident, right? I mean, can we, we, we were at a, a function and it's kind of like people have achieved a vacation home, a, so many things on our American dream list and then they still don't have that joy, that peace that comes through the Lord. And it's evident. For me, it is. I mean, we kind of sat there and at this event, and it was like, man, this is really amazing. Like, they've achieved so much, but they still are only, like, they're only so happy. You know, they've built these idols in their life about what's, what's going to make me happy, a boat, a vacation home, a family around me. And, the, and none of these things, on, we know, none of these things are a bad thing, right? We know that none of them are just bad, bad idols until they become those idols in our life and we don't want to separate them. So lack of joy is something that I can relate to. It's something that our world is ripe with because we've put control we put measures where we want to control or where there's bitterness or there's those idols and those idols they can just they steal that joy away so quickly so the the positive aspects of joy is that recognizing that grace. I, I guess I just can't, when I, when I found that this week, I was just kind of like, man, that's it. It's all about that recognizing that grace. You can look through the New Testament, especially, I mean, those four verses I had in Matthew, and it was just like, man, like the good, the faithful servant just found so much joy in his master, and his master found joy in him. If it's the two Marys experiencing that joy coming out of the tomb and just recognizing like what he, what an arisen God was, recognizing that grace in that moment. We have a, I have another picture. Um, if you want to put it up, Patty. This is of my oldest girl. And she is, you can tell, covered in mud. And she just, and when I was thinking about this, it's like we have to cover ourselves with a scripture. We have to marinate in it. And so when we look at Ruth playing at this mud pit, you know, she just went right in. She went for it. You know, there was no reservation. I think the only thing was like, you know, he missed her, was her cheeks. That was like it. But the end of her nose, all of her clothes, 
She comes home, she does this at my, my in-laws, and they've run a daycare there, and they, they have a mud pit, and my kids love it. And she'll come home and have dirt in her hair for days. And it's like, man, she just goes all in. But that's how we need to be with Scripture. We need to be meditating on it. We need to be covering ourselves with it. We need to have it just all over us from the beginning of our day. And that, that, is, that is a way we acquire joy. As we spend our day contemplating God's word, you're immersing yourselves in the presence of God. And in his presence is the fullness of joy. Psalm 16 says that. And if we can really marinate and contemplate and immerse ourselves in it, that, that tears down those idols. It opens our eyes to recognizing grace around us. Up at Rock and Water this week, they're going to be going through Philippians. And so I've been hearing a Philippians sermon from my wife for about three weeks now. And one thing we were talking about is Paul wrote um, to the Philippians from a jail cell, right? So he's, not only did he, was he in jail when he went to Philippi, we hear about in Acts, but he was writing to them from a jail cell. And he wrote, he wrote, he wrote, the secret to his commitment is that he has planted himself so firmly upon God that his circumstances do not have an effect on his joy. And I wonder, can we say that? Can I say that? Can we walk through our life and as the ups and downs come, are we content enough in the Lord to not let our outside realm of influence influence us? Back to me, um, I, uh, like I said, I, 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 I think I have, um, I'm kind of an emotional person, and I'm up and down, and so I have a, a tendency to forget the, the joy in the moment or the, in the moment times, and so I kind of look down the road, and I think, man, how am I going to get here, or how do I execute this to get to achieve that and I I really do lose that in the moment joy recognizing my my little Abigail as she just is so happy about cake and kittens you know And I think that's, I mean, I, I say this because I, I agree. We're not alone. Like, I'm not alone. And it's recognizing that grace, recognizing that grace that surrounds us in all of our relationships and 
And that's where my joy needs to come from. And that joy is from the Lord. And I can, you know, I can say that because it's something that I've had to pursue. It's something that I've had to be intentionally about. Like, I'm going to praise the Lord, like, I mean, about anything anymore. It's just like, I need, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but it's like, the, the importance of praising the Lord is, that, that keeps me walking the right path, I feel. So, Psalms 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord. Matthew 6, says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If we're walking with the Lord and we're pursuing his scripture and we're pursuing him, we'll find that joy because our eyes will be open to that grace that's naturally around us. Rachel was really adamant that I had this quote from Augustine, and it says, Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in thee. And so, I think that um, Scripture is What I was saying, what what I was saying earlier is that I was I think that scripture is one of those things that we have to chew on and marinate on daily as we pursue him, and that's gonna give us that joy. If we can think on the Lord and have him constantly on our thoughts, we're gonna be constantly joyful. We're gonna be constantly praising him because our joy is not gonna be based on a cat or a kitten or a cake that spoils or, or whatever that gives us a sugar high. It's going to be based on who God is in our life. So I'm going to read, this is my last little bit, John 15, and it's verse 5 through 11, and it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is... It that bears much fruit, or apart from me can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown in the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, that abiding is, you know, that marinating. Are we all in? Are we jumping into that mud? Are we covering ourselves in that scripture? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. But this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. And I, as we abide in the Lord, he wants our joy to be full. And being that God is the good father that he is, he knows for us to have that joy that he wants us to be, we have to be plugged into him. 
It's not something that we're just going to find on our own. And so I was going to, I wanted to take a time at the end of this and ask, has anyone recognized grace this week that they'd like to share? I was hoping for a, a testimony of anyone being able to share a grace from this week. All right. We got our first one. Awesome. I don't need this. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, I had to go up to UCSF um, on Friday for my... I'm trying to get into a study for MS, and... Um, it was in a different place than I'd been before, and I don't know my way around San Francisco. And <laughs> I was using the GPS, and of course my husband always says, don't trust it all the way, you know, and I should have had a map. Well, I ended up over on, by Berkeley, over in Oakland. <laughs> it took me all the way over <laughs> to the whole other side, and I was supposed to be in San Francisco, right in downtown San Francisco. So we were an hour out of our way, and God knew it. And, and we had left an hour early. I, mean, I kept telling Carrie, oh, we don't need to leave that early. We had time. We got there right at 11 o'clock, right when I was supposed to be there. And, of course, at the time, we were freaking out and all of that. But we got to where we, we stopped and went to the bathroom in Oakland and just prayed and, you know, God, like you were talking about, his grace just fell on us. You're going to be fine. You're going to get there on time. It's going to be okay. And, of course, I was going, but why? <laughs> what am I supposed to learn from this, you know? Um, it was, and more than anything, it was humorous. We got to the point when we got there, it was like, oh, brother, you know? How, how, how could this happen? And yet, he did. He, he got us there. He got us there on time, got us there safe. It was all okay. And that was God's grace. Thanks, Ken. Anyone else? Janet, you're about to give it, be given the microphone. Well, I'm editorializing on her because um, the one thing that I really, really learned, I think, during the uh, prayer challenge that we did this year is that God knows where we are. And we, have, we keep experiencing that. There are a couple of wonderful stories in the book that we went through about miraculous ways in which people were at the right place at the right time. And I think that we just need to grow in our confidence that he knows where we are. We have committed our lives to him, okay? We're walking with Jesus. We're trying to do this in an obedient fashion every day. And yet we get blown away when we're, we think we're going to be late. Oh, I'm going to be late. No, we're not going to be late. We're walking with the Lord, and he knows where we are and where we're supposed to be and who we're supposed to meet on the way. 
And I have just found so much rest through that truth in the last few months. And I hope we can all walk in that and the confidence that God knows where we are. Amen. <clears throat> Talking about where, <clears throat> knowing where you are, I got a call on <clears throat> Tuesday morning. Uh, <clears throat> John Huntsberger and I have been going to uh, the <clears throat> Roadster Show, National Roadster Show in uh, Pomona for five or six years right after Cindy passed. And uh, <clears throat> we got all the way to Highway 5 and 58, and John realized he had the wrong wallet. We came back to get his two tickets to go to the Roadster Show. But in that time, well, <clears throat> we had been at home group, and I had planned to go to the Roadster Show, sleep on my brother's couch, go in early, and I had it all set up. We're in Bible study. Janet asked John, do you like old cars? John says, yeah. She says, well, you ought to go with Rick. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'm going to get you. I had a plan. But John and I spent like seven hours in the car that that day and, and really, really got to touch each other. And when we were there the first year, we met a guy at the Rodgers for Christ booth who handed us, handed me a, a Rodgers Bible, not Rodgers Bible. John wanted one, we went back and he gave him one. And John used it up until just recently. <clears throat> but that was Pastor Dave Sweet from Paradise, California, <clears throat> and I'd seen him then. I saw him a couple years later, had a prayer time in the middle of the exhibition. <clears throat> well, last year I went on my own, but I thought I recognized this man. I wasn't sure, but standing in line for the uh, porta potties, he was talking about Paradise, and it clicked. So we had a little prayer time there. As we finished up, a man came by and says, Brothers, can I pray with you too? We had another prayer time, and then it happened again. Well, Tuesday morning, he was putting together more Rodgers Bibles, remembered our interchange, and called me, and we had another prayer time together. And afterwards, I went down the hall and sitting there, and I was just realizing God knows where I am. So there's no hiding. All we can do is praise him. Does anyone else want to share? Before I wrap up, I'm wrapping up. But So I'm going to have the worship team come back up. And I just wanted to thank you guys for coming. I know summer's a hard time for my family to be in church, as I'm the only one here today. <laughs> we were at the lake last weekend. And, but I just want to communicate 
that the joy of the Lord can be found. And if you don't have it, it's, it's one prayer away. You can come to the Lord and seek him and he can put that peace on you. He can put that, that joy on you. He can open your eyes towards that grace that's out there, that free gift of grace. And so I'm going to pray. The worship team is going to do their thing. And after the, song, after the first song, if you want to leave, leave. I think they probably have two. I'm hoping they do. But so after worship, you're dismissed. So, Lord, we just, we ask that you would touch our hearts with your word and your scripture and your joy would just pour out of us, that your grace, that we would recognize what your grace is on a daily basis. And that would give us that joy. And that we could praise you for that. We love you, Lord. Amen.